Anybody have a question you want to ask this morning? Anybody have a question? Ms. Donna? Sure. Yeah, that's an interesting question. So um, Ms. Donna was saying she was witnessing to a young man, and he asked, you know, um, I, I think what his mom has already died? No, she is. He's trying to oh, he's trying to witness to her. And, um, and if his mom didn't get saved, would he remember in heaven that she didn't get saved? Right? Um, and so if he remembers in heaven that she didn't get saved, how could he then be happy in heaven? Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how, so I guess basically the question could be if, if somebody is in heaven and they know they have loved ones, friends, whoever, that never accepted Christ, how could that person then be happy in heaven, right? Interesting. Anybody want to take a, anybody want to take a stab at that? How would they be able to be happy in heaven if they know that um, their loved ones are not saved? Ms. Terry? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ms. Terry says, do we, yeah, would we truly know that, maybe would we truly know that they're not there? Would we truly know that they are in hell, right? Anybody else? Jeff? True, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, when, when obviously when sharing the gospel with somebody, if they say, well, if my, you know, if a loved one's not going to be in, in heaven then, and they're going to be in hell, then I don't want to be in heaven. Yeah, that's, that's not a logical way to, to think, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody else? What do you think? You want to take a stab? <laughs> Leave. Okay. So, Ms. Lee was saying, when we're in heaven, are we, maybe are we not really even thinking about family, um, things like that, because of, of what heaven is like, okay? I thought I saw a couple other hands 
Ms. Janet? Okay. Maybe we're not going to remember the ones that aren't there. Okay. All right. Ms. Christie? Um, so, Ms. Christie was saying in, in Revelations 21, where I think, I think it was somebody, I think, Ms. Donna, did you mention Revelations 21, where it talks about God will wipe away all tears, right? Um, God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. There's no more death, neither sorrow, no crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are, are passed away. Um, and so, you know, all of that is, is new. Um, and she brought out the verse in the Gospels where the Sadducees, who did not believe in the resurrection, right, bring this hypothetical question, right? If a woman who has a husband uh, and the husband dies and she doesn't have children, then she marries the brother and he dies before they have children, which was kind of the, the custom of that day to raise up children from the um, for the the lineage there, and then the next brother, up to seven brothers, and they all had her as a wife. Uh, then in the resurrection, because if there is a resurrection, right, this is what they're asking. If there is a resurrection then, well, then whose wife is she going to be in the resurrection if all seven of them were married to her? How is she, she going to be able to be married to those seven people in the resurrection? Well, it's one thing. It was a hypothetical question, um, right? And... Jesus obviously knew their intent, knew their heart. Was they, were, they were trying to bring something that was not even true. Um, and so Jesus even says, look, ha, have you not read? Have you not read? Do you not? He said, what, what do you call, when you talk about God, what do you call him? When you refer to God, you refer to he is the God of for a Jew, what would they say? He is the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob, right? So is he, God, is he the God of the dead? Or is he the God of the living, right? I mean, even, again, they're not even, they don't even think about what they're saying, right? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So you're saying if there is no resurrection, God is a God of the dead? Because he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they're dead. They're, they're not in existence anymore. So one, he's just showing them they're not even thinking about the word of God itself. But then he says, um, and this is where a lot of um, um, confusion gets, even with angelology and things. They said, in the resurrection, they neither are given in marriage, right? They neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels in heaven, Right? In other words, there's, there's no marriage that's taking place in heaven. Okay? 
So when we are in a heaven, right, um, how many of you are sitting next to your husband or your wife this morning, right? You're sitting next to your husband or your wife this morning, okay? Uh, in heaven, sorry, you're not married. I know, that's the horrible thing to think about, right? I mean, it's like, no, but I just want to stay married forever, right? Um, well, that's great. I'm glad you look at it that way. But he says in heaven there isn't that marriage, right? That is something that God gave for here on, on the earth, okay? Um, and so here you have the Sadducees who were trying to use their understanding, man-made ideas, man-made theology, to try to explain Scripture, right? Well, they're, they're, you know, whose wife is she going to be if she's been married seven times? He says, you, you, don't, even, you don't even know Scripture, right? Um, first of all, you don't even believe in the resurrection, even though you say that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but then in the, in the resurrection, there, aren't, there isn't marriage, right? He says, whereas the angels in heaven, right, there's no, there's no marriages taking place. There's no children being born. There's n none of that uh, like we would think of here on the earth as far as marriage and companionship and reproduction. Think that's not being done in heaven, right? Um, so we've got to understand that, um, but then the one thing that we have to, uh, and yes, we can look at Revelation chapter 21, right? And he says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven, the first earth were passed away. There was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Well, what is this, what is this actually speaking of? Or maybe I should say, who is this speaking of? When he says, God will wipe away all tears from their eyes, there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former thing. Who is that speaking of there? Saved? Saved. What do you mean, saved? So until this time in heaven, there is sorrow and pain and death in heaven? Right, everybody in heaven saved. So again, this is, remember, remember where is Revelation 21, right? If we're on a timeline here, where is Revelation 21? Right, if we're on a timeline, you have the cross, right? You have the cross, then you have the church age, right? We believe that that's what we're in right now, the church age, okay? Then you have the rapture, where the church is taken out, and we're taken to heaven, right? Then you have seven years of tribulation, okay? Then you have Jesus Christ coming back to the earth to set up his rule and reign on the earth. Then you have a thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on the earth. And then at the end, you have the great white throne judgment and all this. So in Revelations 21, where is this on that timeline? rapture what's that right after the rapture no revelations 20 well look back at look at what happened in revelation chapter 20 verse number 11 and i saw a great white throne and him that sat on it whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them i saw the dead small and great right 
Verse number 10, the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night. When is, the, when is the devil cast into the lake of fire? At when? It's at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ, right? Jesus has been on the earth for a thousand years. Jesus has been on the earth for a thousand years ruling and reigning, Okay. At the end of that thousand years, Satan is loosed, he's bound, but then he's loosed, he deceives the nations, right? Okay. Then you have the great white throne judgment. Of course, God comes and uh, he destroys uh, the, the armies that are against Jesus, and this judgment's taking place, right? So you have the great white throne judgment taking place at the end of the thousand years of Jesus Christ reigning on the earth, Okay. So make sure, we're, make sure we're in the right timeline here, okay? This is not at the rapture. This is not at the end of the tribulation. This is at the end of the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on the earth, okay? Everybody together with that, right? Okay, so now watch. Watch what happens here, right? I saw the dead in verse 12. Um, Small and great stand before God. The books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books, According to the works, the sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and hell delivered up and, uh, which were in them, and they were judged every man according to the works. Death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So this is all at the end of that 1,000-year reign of Christ. Now watch what happens in chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. So this is, again, this is at the end of the millennial reign of Christ that this is happening. Okay. Right? So think with me about this. If this is at the end of the millennial reign of Christ, and he says in verse 4, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, who is that speaking of? Sorry? Who, who is this speaking of when he says there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death? Who's that speaking of? So there's still going to be death in heaven? So there's still going to be sorrow in heaven? Okay, think about, think about what he's saying here. God's going to wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. He's speaking to a specific group of people about this. What's that? Well, yet we understand they're Christians. Yes, they're those who have believed, what we would say believers, but Who? What group? Miss Amy? It is those who have believed in Christ through the millennial reign. This is not for all believers where he speaks of this, right? Again, when, when we die and we go to heaven, guess what? There is no more sorrow for us. There's no more pain for us. There's no more death for us. We don't, that, that's all gone, right? We don't experience that anymore. Why? Because we're with the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, this that he's speaking of is for those who have just gone through this 
1,000-year reign of Christ, what has happened? There has been war at the end. There has been death. There is sorrow. There's, there's all kinds of horrible things happening at the end of this 1,000-year reign of Christ. So he says God's going to wipe away those tears. Okay? And then what's he going to do? He's going to bring in, he brings in this new heaven and new earth. Okay? So for a Christian, okay, again, because if we are with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, okay, how can, and if we have, um, if heaven is, uh, is a place where there can, be, uh, there can be no sin, we cannot have the effects of sin, right? If there's no sin, then you cannot even have the effects of sin. What is an effect of sin? Death, sorrow, pain. Those are the effects of sin that we experience, okay? That means when we are in heaven, we cannot experience pain. Can't experience pain. When, when we have our, once we have our glorified bodies, right? Uh, when we are, when the rapture takes place, Jesus Christ returns and either we are raptured out or our bodies are resurrected and we have our glorified bodies, we can't experience pain anymore, can't experience sorrow, right? Now, does that mean, though, that, and this is why it's important to look where this, where this is taking place, okay? Again, look in verse number five. And he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new, right? So this is who's sitting upon the throne. This is God. He's making all things new now, right? We already have our glorified bodies, but those in the millennial reign do not who believed in Christ yet, right? This is what's taking place here during this whole time at the end, okay? So if we already have our glorified bodies, it's not the sorrow and the pain that's gonna be wiped away from us. No, we're, we're, that's already been done. That's already taken care of when we get our glorified bodies, okay? Even though, even though we are not our bodies cannot be affected by the, the curse of sin. Does that mean, though, that we, that we forget everything? If we have a glorified body, right, we're in heaven, okay? Let's just, let's just, take, let's just take us, for example, right? So we are, we are Christians, we've put our faith in Christ, the rapture happens, Jesus takes us to heaven, right? We have our glorified bodies, okay? Does that mean that we forget everything? Do we forget everything? Are there certain things we forget, certain things we remember? Listen very closely. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Pastor, how come you don't know? Well, because I'm not in heaven yet. Now, I will say this. There appears to be maybe some evidence of, of some things that we remember because when you think about it, in the... Um, let me see if I can find it here. In the, when the seals are being opened, 
in Revelation chapter 6. He says, The fifth seal, when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Okay, now, again, these are those who have been slain during the tribulation time. Okay, these are believers who have been slain during the tribulation. Okay, and what does he say? And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? What's that sound like to you? What's that sound like? Sounds like they remembered that they were martyred. Doesn't it? I mean, they said, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? So, Lord, when are you going to pour out your judgment for what they've done to us? How did they know what they, what they did if they forgot everything? So there's obviously, they remember that they were martyred. They remembered what the world did to them, right? And they're saying, Lord, when are you going to, when are you going to avenge us? Okay. So, so here's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't know that we can fully know what we are going to remember, what we're not going to remember. Okay. I don't, there's, there's, there's just, I don't think there's any way that we can know that. Okay? Again, are we given little glimpses of things? Yes, they knew that they had been martyred, but did they know everything that had ever happened in their life? Um, I mean, obviously, the Bible says we will be known, right? So is there a... Um, I don't want to use the word perfect, but is there a, if we could say, a righteous knowledge in heaven? You know, that, look, we're, if you're saved and we get to heaven, we're not going to be like, do I know him? Do I know her? She looks familiar. He looks familiar. I, I don't think, I, we're going to know. We're going to know who people are, right? Um, I mean, it's, it's not going to be like, Peter? Is it Paul? Maybe it's Moses. I don't think we're going to know. We're going to know. The Bible says we will be known even as we are known now, right? So we're going to have that knowledge of who we are, right? Now, again, there's no marriage in heaven, right? There's no marriage taking place in heaven. Are we going to remember that, hey, this was our child or this was our grandchild or this was our husband on the earth or this was our wife on the earth? I don't know. I don't know that we can necessarily say for certain what we are going to know and what we are not going to know. But because I believe it is a righteous knowledge, right? It is a righteous knowledge. Um, if, again, I, I don't even know if I can... I don't even know if I can go far as far to say this because I, I don't know, right? Um, if it is a righteous knowledge, then will we know that there is someone that is not there, a husband, a wife, a child, grandchild, a friend, neighbor, grandparent? Are we going to know that they are not there 
and and really I'm trying to and really understand what why they're not there. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Um, what's that? Well, yeah, yeah, this, and please, 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 you've heard me say this before. <laughs> please don't get your theology from songs, right? Don't get your theology from songs, right? I mean, some songs sound really nice, right? You know, you, have, you ever heard the song, um, don't look for me by the streets of gold, you know, don't look for me, you know, in my mansion, don't look for me here, don't look for me there, you know, um, but I'll be, I'll be waiting for you, you know, folks, do not, do not, do not get your theology from songs that people have written or from movies that people have done, right? Please. Well, they said in that song that we were going to be together on the streets of gold, you know, um, don't get your theology from, from songs, okay? Make sure you go back to the Word of God, find out what the Word of God says, Right? Yeah. I think our problem is we think in the physical. Okay, you, yeah, go ahead. I, I was about to say something about that. Go ahead. That's, again, going back, and this is why I, I there, there are some songs, and, and you can ask Brother Shane, Brother Joel, the guys that work with our music and things, there are songs I'll tell them, do not sing that song. Don't sing it. Because it's not biblical, and it is so selfish. The song is all about me and what I'm going to get. You know what you deserve to get? We deserve to get hell. That's what we deserve to get, Right? I mean, it's all about me and my mansions and my streets of gold and all about what I'm going to get. And I, do you understand, when we get to heaven, you're not going to care about any of that, right? We th- like what he's saying, we think about the physical here. When, when we get to heaven, do you know the thing, do you know what is going to just absolutely capture us for eternity? Jesus Christ. God. That's where our focus is going to be, right? You know, again, we, we think here the way our physical nature thinks, right? We are selfish. We are selfish. That's, that's how we are, right? And so when we think about heaven, guess what we think? Selfish, Right? You know, how many times, well, I, I hope that our mansions are next to each other because I just want to be next to you in heaven. Seriously? I don't. No offense, I don't want to be next to you in heaven. You know why? Because I want to be at the foot of Jesus. Now, if you just happen to be there at the foot of Jesus next to me, great, praise God. But I don't want to be sitting around in a mansion, you know, well, let's just talk about the good old days down on earth when things were just, you know, pretty bad. 
Folks, that's not what it's going to be like. You know, even, even you, I've, I've witnessed to people, you know, uh, do you, sir, do you know for sure if you're going to die, you know, where you're going to go? Yep, I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to be in hell with my buddies and we're just going to have a big old party. You see, now, we, we laugh at that, right? But we don't laugh at our ideas. Well, I'm going to be in heaven in my mansion and we're just, I hope it's a good one. That's so selfish. It's all about me. It's like, I deserve this. If God doesn't give me the biggest mansion or if I don't get right next to, you know, somebody, then God just doesn't, you know, he's just missed out. Seriously? That's how we think of God? Man, we should just be thankful we have the privilege to be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ for all of eternity. We're not going to be thinking the same way that we think here, right? Again, the, the, I mean, think about what, what did Isaiah say? He said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And what did he do? He fell on his face. He wasn't sitting there thinking, well, I wonder what, uh, you know, grandma's doing. No, the Bible says he fell on his face and he said, woe is me for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. Woe is me. I can't, even, I can't even look up to God. Nothing else was important to him except for him and God. Nothing else. And so, again, what, what are we going to think? What are we going to know? What are we going to remember? I, I don't know. Yeah. Now, well, that's what I was, I was just about to say that. Right. Right. And is that where this is coming from? Is there this possibility that here I am in And what is the problem with that? What is the problem with using that passage in Luke? Bob? Okay, that's true. Josh? Old Testament, thank you. Paradise is not heaven. It's all about the timing, yes. In paradise, when we look, what the Bible says, there was paradise and there was hell. They were near one another, right? But this was Old Testament. This was before believers were able to enter into heaven. It was before Jesus Christ had paid the price for sin, right? Now, and that's why Jesus says to the thief on the cross, today thou shalt be with me in, not heaven, paradise, paradise but then later paul says now to be absent with the absent from the body is to be present with the lord in heaven what's the difference the payment for sin had not been made yet and that's why they could not enter heaven the old testament saints could not enter heaven that's why jesus told the thief on the cross he didn't say today you're going to be with me in heaven 
He said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Because once the price for sin was paid, then those from paradise were taken out and allowed to enter into heaven. That's why now Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right? So that's where, yes, some people do try to use that, but your timing's off again. Because you're trying to put something that is Old Testament that no longer even exists. Paradise doesn't even exist anymore. And you're trying to put that all through eternity. Well, are we going to know? Are we going to be able to look? No. That's, that's wrong timing, right? That's why it's so important to know the, the timing of things through Scripture, right? We've got to know when things are being laid out. That's why when we go back to Revelation 21, that is clear at the end. That's at the end of the, the millennial reign. That's at the great white throne judgment, and so to use that can't be done. Can't use it because it's, it's again, paradise isn't even there anymore. Greg, real quick. Well, again, you're talking about two different places, though. I don't know. I'm not going to say that one thing that can take place in paradise is exactly the same thing that can take place in heaven. I don't know. Hey, it's okay to say I don't know. <laughs> right? It's okay. Right? We don't know everything. Okay? And it's probably a good thing we don't. There's things that God keeps from us. We don't have to know everything. Okay? And again, I've, I've heard people say the same thing. Well, if I know that my, you know, if I know that my parents aren't going to be there, then, then I don't want to be there. Well, go back to Luke chapter 16 and look at the rich man burning in hell. And what does he say? Send someone to my brothers. I have five brothers who do not know the Lord. You really want to know what somebody's thinking in hell? They're begging for you to get saved. They're begging for you to get saved because they don't want you to go to hell. Right? True. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make that it doesn't make that distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Well, there, there's just there's no way to know what's going to happen in heaven. She was asking, so what do you reply to this young man from the original question, Miss Becky? Well, I think it goes back to, look, whether if somebody in the past has believed or not, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. What is important is making sure that you know where your eternal destiny is going to be, right? Because if they truly did not know the Lord and they are in hell, they definitely do not want you to come there. There's no doubt about that. Correct. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Yes, ma'am. Yep, very good. All right, we have to stop there. Father, thank you for this day. Lord, we ask you just bless in the service to follow. Thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, help us to study it. And Lord, knowing that many times there may be some things that, 
we're just not going to know until we get to heaven. Uh, but Lord, as we study your word and we, and we grasp better understanding of it, uh, it enables us to share with others uh, about your word and how much you love us. And so, Father, we just thank you for that. Bless the service to follow in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we'll just have a few-minute break.